Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Hodot Halevavot, Duties of the Heart by Rabbi Baia Ibn Pakuda. And today Rabbi Pakuda is teaching us what is the correct approach to making worldly decisions. Uh, um, and he's telling us that the way that we make decisions, as we said last week, that there's things in the Torah which are black and white, like the mitzvot and the, 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 and the sins, when you sin or when you do a mitzvah, it's black and white, like this is, you can do this, you cannot do this. But there's a lot of gray in the Jewish world, in the Jewish life. There's a lot of gray areas, all shades of gray that really, eh, you know, for example, someone's gonna do a business, a man, a Jewish man, and he's gonna get into the, for example, I'm gonna say, he's gonna get into business that has to do with lingerie, and he's gonna have to go to the shows, and he has gonna have to go to the, to all types of things and be exposed to a lot of things that are, you know, for a from man, for a Jewish man, is not the proper thing to do. So it's not like he's sinning, but it can take him there. It, it's very shady. So what Rabbi Pakuda is telling us here is that for worldly decisions, we need to petition God, Hashem, that He give us the wisdom to judge which paths are best and, and match your strengths and talents. And then you should commit to your choice. So trusting that the Almighty will guide you and bring you efforts to fruition. Also, we know it's important to have a Rav, to have a, a Rabbi that is knowledgeable in Alaha, in Jewish law. It's important to have someone that you can call with these types of questions that will help you really see more uh, clearly everything. And in this way, this is a way of asking God because through the rabbis we get our answers. So this is not the approach in fulfilling the, du the duties towards Hashem. Uh, there is no uncertainty in our mitzvot, in, in the 613 mitzvot that we have to do, or it's uh, 365 negative and 248 positive, 248 that we have to do, 365 that we have to abstain. What he's telling us here is th regarding this, there's no question. Uh, uh, and he has uh, already informed you precisely the correct choices and paths you should follow. Ha however, he has equipped you with everything you need to carry out his requirements. Uh, and it says here that with only rare exceptions, you are never asked to do something you can't do or pass as this that is beyond you. So God will never put you in a situation that you cannot confront. I even if you think that the water's up to here and you're ready to drown, uh, trusting Hashem always that He's always there. And if you do the right thing, you'll get out. Um, and there's a story of, uh, of Susha of Anapalia. He was a saintly man that when he was ready to die, when he was in his deathbed, all his students, all his Hasidim were around him. And uh, he started to cry. And his students were asking him, Susha, why are you crying? Why are you so scared? What's going on? And he said, he said to him, because when I arrive to heaven, uh, 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 the, the student said to him, why are you crying? Why are you scared? You're, you're, you're a tzaddik. Your whole life was flawless. What are you scared of? And he says, 
His reply was to be kept in the heart of every Jew. I'm not scared when I get there that they will say to me, Susha, why didn't you reach the level of Moshe Rabbeinu? I'm scared that they're going to ask me, Susha, why weren't you the best Susha you could be? He was scared that he was, hadn't been able to fulfill his potential. So for all of us lies the prospect of facing the same question. They're not going to ask me, Margie, why aren't you like Revitz and Batsheva Kanevsky? They're going to ask me, Margie, why weren't you the best Margie you could have been? And, and in that way, we should always keep this in mind in our lives. We should always think, okay, this is not it. One day I'm going to have to give my face to my creator. Someday, one day I'm going to have to go back and, 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 and he's going to ask, what, what did I do? What, what did you do with my investment? What, what, what did you do with all I put inside of you? Did you were, were you able to fulfill it? And that, that is uh, Hashem's ultimate inquiry. Uh, and it will be no more than did you choose to become the person that you should have of become. And so regarding this world, the verse states, Hashem has commanded us to perform all of these status, to fear Hashem our God, so that things will be good for us all our days. And regarding the next world, the verse says, and it will be to our merit because we were careful to do all this. So in reality, Hashem wants us to do the effort, to put the effort, at least show that you're interested in fulfilling your purpose. So there is another distinction between our interactions in this world and interacting with Hashem. For someone who has certainty and trust in Him, many times ideas and things that we believe will be good for us turn out in the end to be quite the opposite. So many times we do something thinking it's going to be the best thing for us and at the end it's, it's, it's damaging. It doesn't bring anything good. So conversely, things that seem bad to us turn out perversely to be actually very good. We never know. There's a story of a man that he had a cow and he lived from this cow. He was a simple man, very, very, very simple man. And uh, he ate from, he lived from the cheese he made from the milk of the cow and he sold it. And, and this is what his life lived. And one day he decided to sell the cow and with the money he bought a horse. And everybody in the town were like, wow, why did you sell your cow? She was your income. Now, what are you going to do with this horse? How are you going to eat? And he says, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. And then the guy started renting the horse. So he could, uh, he rented it to people to plow their lands. And he started earning much more money than he used to earn with the cow. And the people were like, oh, wow, you're so bright. You're so intelligent. How did you know? And he said, I didn't know. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. And suddenly one day his son gets on the horse and he starts galloping with the horse and he falls down the horse and he breaks a leg. And everybody was, oh, no, you're so stupid. Why did you buy that horse? Now look at your son. He has a broken leg. Now he's never going to be okay. Why did you do that? I don't know. Let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. And like 10 days later, there was a war. And they came for all the young men to go into the, into the army to go and fight the war. And the son of this man was in bed with a broken foot. He couldn't go. And everybody was, oh, wow. How did you know? How did you know there was going to be a war? Your son is saved. How intelligent. And the man was like, let's wait and see. So... This is what Rabbi Pakura is trying to tell us here. 
that the very fact robs us of certainty when dealing with important decisions, it makes trusting in Hashem and asking Him to guide our decisions um, uh, all the more inevitable. And you know, you never lose. Because if you think you lost, at least you, you gained knowledge, you gained experience. So with respect to mitzvot and averos and sins, clearly there is no uncertainty. We have them outlined, we know what we can do and we, what we cannot do. You cannot eat shrimp, you cannot eat pork, you have to wait six hours between meat and milk, you can wait one hour between milk and meat. Uh, we know it's very the the the, the, the is very straightforward. So the benefit that flows from doing a mitzvah and the damage from doing an avera, we know what's the price we pay. So since as a balbitahon, a person of trust, you are certain that mitzvot benefit you and that averos don't benefit you. So the choice you have to make is clear. You should never relinquish such choices as a, and assume that God will make them for you. So uh, uh, regarding mitzvahs and sins, that's our domain. That's our domain. That's our free choice. That's where it lies. Should I do it or should I not do it? This is you choose. So the one thing that you can and should rely on Hashem to do in this regard is allow you to complete the mitzvot you have embarked on. So what we should do really is pray to God that He should allow us to finish what we have begun. If you're gonna have money, thank God this year you had a great year and you decided to give your tzedakah and you're gonna build a beautiful Jewish school and you want, you have an idea of an incredible school of Jewish values and, and good education, you, you should pray to God that He should allow you to fulfill the whole mitzvah, that you should be able to finish it. If you have chosen to do mitzvahs wholeheartedly and faith, faithfully, if you have turned the choice into resolution and tried your best to turn the resolution into reality, it is was done with sincerity, with no ulterior motives other than to serve God, then you are obligated to pray and ask Him to help you complete what you have started. You can also ask Him to show you how you can best achieve your goal. So what it's saying here is that regarding mitzvot and averos, we cannot ask God for help because that's our free choice. That's your choice. But once you decide to do a mitzvah, you can pray. No, you cannot not only pray, you must ask God for help. That He should help you and aid you in fulfilling it the best way possible. So this idea is expressed in the verse, lead me to your truth and teach me because you are Hashem, my Savior. That is what I hope for every day. This is in Tehillim. And again in the verse, lead me in the path of your mitzvot, since that is my desire. Once more in the verse, I choose the path of faith. And lastly, do not remove from my mouth words of complete truth. And from all, all these verses, you see that King David was the architect of his choices to be a servant of Hashem. He chose to serve God, but he still prayed for two things. He prayed, the first was that Hashem should order his thoughts and strengthen his resolve to fulfill them. I remember uh, 2006, we were in Israel, and the, the war came, the Lebanon war came, and I, we were growing in Torah, we were becoming more religious, and I already was dressing in a certain way and keeping most of the mitzvot. There was one mitzvah that for me was like so hard to keep. Like really, I told my husband, I don't think in this lifetime I will be ever able to do it, and that was to cover my hair. 
And I remember in the Kotel that Friday night, that Shabbat of the war, it was so eerie and so horrible. And at that moment, I said to God, please, please help me, help me fulfill this mitzvah. I really want to do it. I, I just don't have the strength to do it. I don't have the face to do it. How am I gonna, what are my friends gonna say? What is my mother-in-law gonna say? What are my daughters gonna think? I was so worried about what people were gonna think and I didn't have the strength, but I really wanted to do it. And, and at the end, he gave me the strength. I was able to do it, to fulfill it. The funny thing is everybody was like, we were waiting for you to do it. Like we, we were wondering what took you so long. So uh, King David here, he tells us this, you have to ask God that he should strengthen your resolve, that he should give you the strength. And along these lines, he asked that Hashem should remove worldly matters and concerns that might divert him from carrying out his choices. So that if you are, on a mission to fulfill a mitzvah. He should not distract you. He should not put things in your way that will not allow you to fulfill it. And the second thing he asked for was that Hashem should strengthen his body so that he could carry out the mitzvahs he chose to do. Yeah, we need good health. We need to be healthy. We need to be strong. When a person is not in good health, it's very hard to fulfill. Uh, when you're not feeling well. So that is what he meant when he said, lead me in the path of your mitzvot. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week and you should have strength. Not only strength, but you should be strengthened and strengthened every time that you fulfill your mitzvot. You should go from strength to strength. Remember, live a little higher. Thank you.